boom, coming in hot, Chidge. How we doing, brother? Good, man. Spring's in the air. East Coast. I don't know where what it's like for you, but it's warm and nice. Dude. It's pushing the heat oh, around no. here. I took a walk already this morning. It was like 60 in the morning. Let's go. The sun's shining here in Pittsburgh. Got flowers blooming. Yeah. What did I say that day? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with global warming. That got me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But hey, man, winters can be real bad up here on the East Coast, and we kind of snuck through one. You have to admit, though, winter's getting better on the East Coast, dude. We, we got that, that whole adage. I mean, you grew up in Long Island. I grew up in Pittsburgh. When we grew up, the winters were bad. Yes, very bad. In the last five years, dude, something's, there's, something's definitely changing where you're like, I mean, we had a couple snowfalls, but nothing crazy. I mean, no. I think the, the skiing was terrible here this, this winter. The people were pissed. <laughs> That's funny. You know what what, I mean? A super quick story. When I moved to, so I graduated college and I'm going to go to Bristol, Connecticut to work at ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be coming home every weekend, not realizing that sports happen on a weekend. And change and learn that. It's yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> but so I always drove trucks. I still drive trucks. I'm a huge Wrangler now. Smaller the person you are, the bigger truck you buy. That's the part of that. Right, I right, think. right. But so I was like, you know what? Let me get like a nice fast car so I can just zoom in and zoom out and come back to line. So I get this, I get this Chrysler Sebring. All right. <laughs> I go up there, not realizing that Bristol, Connecticut, where ESPN is, is in that snow belt of new England. It's like right smack almost in the middle of it, dude. Oh, yeah. And I would be working like four to one, four P to one a, or three, uh, three P to three a or whatever. Right. And I, you always lived in these like little condo complexes. That was the best thing about living in Bristol. Like, you know, those communal condo complexes, but I would wake up at like, you know, 12 o'clock in the afternoon because I was I went to bed at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And if it snowed that day, the plows, this little Sebring I had, would be cut. Like, <laughs> the snow would be six inches higher, plowed into the back of my car. And it would take me like an hour and a half <laughs> to just, 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 oh my God. You'd be out there shoveling with the plow, uh, did. like the plow, it, it went against what you needed. Like, yeah. oh, the plows are out. You're like, no. oh my God, the Sebring is going to be covered for <laughs> I mean, two hours to get it out. Stupidest thing. I was like Michael Scott from The Office. An idiot. Anyway. All right, dude. We have so much to talk about and, and not too much time to talk about it. There's 90 different ways to go. You got to start with the, got to start with the race. Time you got, 13. Dude, you got, you got to start with the race. 13 and 0, bro. Mm-hmm. 13 and 0. But we, we were talking before we came on. We looked at the two, the two other teams that have done it. 87 Brewers, 13 and 0. 82 Braves, 13 and 0. And it. In 1884, St. Louis Maroons. I don't yeah. know. Do we count them? That No, that intrigues me because the only time I've ever heard the word maroon was Bugs Bunny used to say it to people. He used to go, what a maroon. In, in a, in a, in a, I don't even remember that. In a cartoon. I just I, think of Maroon 5. Yeah, but maroons are considered, that's like a dope. So they named their Is team it? after like a dopey person. Like what a maroon. Maybe in 1884, it was, they, were, they thought that was funny. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I, I don't know. Would you want to play for the maroons right now? What do you just do the color maroon and make it like the like the Harvard Crimson? Anyway, let, <laughs> I think we're, so. we're, I'm going off track here. Tell me why the Rays are so good, and well, can they well, sustain this? First off, the biggest thing about the Rays: 71 run differential, bro. 71 run differential. The other closest team was a 25 run differential, who's the Brewers. That's incredible. Third highest by a team in its first 13 games of a season in MLB history, mm. right? And then the, the Maroons are back again. The, the number one was the 1884 Maroons plus 115. And then the Gothams, the New York Gothams, in the, were plus 73. 
There you go. By the way, what do you make a Gotham? What is your logo if you're a Gotham? Is it, what is it? Is it the Empire Batman. State Building? Batman. Oh, well, then why not be the Batman? Because Batman didn't exist probably when the Gotham was. <laughs> By the way, I just looked. Maroon, like Maroon, first of all, Maroon to be put ashore on a desolate island, so that you're already in trouble there. Or a person who is marooned, meaning <laughs> that you found out you, you something broke. Anyway, keep going. There has sorry. to be a re- good reason. It's sticking on me. Some, at some point. Uh, we'll we'll get um, that on Monday. Keep going. Sorry with the real so baseball. Listen stuff. to this. Yeah, they're hitting the ball. We all knew they were going to have great pitching. I think we all knew that. I mean, that's the big thing about this whole thing. Like we knew the bullpen was great. We knew the rotation was great, and we knew Kevin Cash was going to be able to manage that well. I don't think we understood how good this offense is. Uh, they've hit thirty-two home runs in the la- in, in the first thirteen games. They've only allowed thirty. <laughs> they hit more home runs than the home runs than runs that they've allowed. Right. Um, also, he says after game 11 of the streak, the Rays had hit 29 home runs and allowed only 20 runs. Thir- that, that, so, so they're doing historic things right now. I mean, it's pretty been pretty incredible. So they're, the, the combination of the pitching and they're hitting the ball out of the ballpark, yeah. and that's why they're 13-0. and 0. I'm going to add one caveat to that, too, because I, I don't often look to run differential because what can happen? You can win games 11 nothing and lose 2-1, right. to one, and like it's usually right. skewed. But guess what? They've won a game two nothing. They've won a game three to one. One nothing. They've won one nothing. One nothing. Uh, four like so. They are doing it all. It's not just like they've had like a couple of explosive games where they scored like sixteen runs. Like because that can really yeah. screw up that stat. But they haven't. They've done. They've won every game. They've won games every way you can win a baseball game, and that's a sign yeah. of a great team, not just a good team. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, man. They they are. You know, any given night. You could out hit somebody any given night. Any given night, you can make the plays. They're yeah. doing it every night in all facets of the game. Yeah. Okay. Rather than going to a player, I'm going to stick with another team, dude. Mm-hmm. The Twins punched the Yankees in the mouth yesterday, and dude. they are a very good, very legit, high end playoff caliber team at this moment. Dude, they came out like Clubber Lang and Rocky Three the first time he faced Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Did it. Why'd you come home with me, lady? Yeah, yeah. We're coming to my apartment. You want to go to my remember? Remember, he's like, "Hey, woman, hey, woman, come to my apartment. I'll show you what a real man looks like." I'm like, back in the day, you're like, "Yeah, that guy's got an apartment." You know, now you're like, "Why the hell would you want to go to the guy's apartment?" Clubber Lane's apartment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's funny. I never thought about that, but they they really did. They made. I think that was a statement mm. statement Dude, game for the Twins last night. Came out with a nine spot in the first. I mean, just. Hitting rockets all over the place, back to back to back jacks. I mean, you know, I, I think it's, I think, you know, I think we're wondering what the twins were going to be too. And I think they've kind of shown they have good, they're nine and four. Correct. And I, I, I like what they're doing with Buxton at DH. They're not, you know, playing him in center. They're, they want him to be healthy. They want his bat for 100. If they can get his bat for 140 some games, that would just be incredible. So, I mean, just top to bottom, Correa went deep yesterday. They're swinging the sticks. Solano's doing his thing, putting the ball in play. Uh, Vasquez started off hot. Michael Taylor went deep yesterday in the first. So, you know, offensively they're doing it, uh, and their pitching's been really good. So, yeah. you know, listen, we're early in the year, but 9-4 and four out the gates, thir- first 13 games, punching the Yankees uh, like they did yesterday. It's a, it's a nice sign for the Twins. It is a very nice sign for the Twins. And you know what? They have done a, uh, their best with Bucks. And remember a few years ago, the story was like, oh, they're calling him up. They're bringing him down. They're screwing sure. up. I don't think they've done that. I think they've identified who he is as a player and how they can get the best out of him. And I think, 
I think they've well, gotten it. I mean, 28 home runs last year. I mean. Well, the, the biggest thing is he, he doesn't stay healthy. Right. That's and the so problem. So they're just like, how do we keep him on the field? We'll keep DH him. Right. Just right. try that experiment and see what happens. Like, yeah. They have other guys. I mean, Buxton obviously is the best center fielder in the game, and he's going to win you games out in center field. But if he goes out in center field and can't stay on the field because he's running so much or he gets hurt or he's pulling a hammer or whatever, if he's winning you six games out there, how many is he going to win you being playing exactly. 45, 50 more games? Playing, just playing, right? So yeah. I think it's a great move by the Twins for that. Yeah. Um, two other stories. Go for it. Storylines, too. How about the Buccos, dude? I love it. Pirates are 8-5. and five. They, they beat St. Louis last night 5 nothing. I mean, you know, the, Pittsburgh's looking for something to cheer for. And, uh, you know, I think just this team coming out the gates being 5 uh being eight and five is a, is a good thing for Pittsburgh, which is uh, yeah been good in it. Yeah, no, Go I ahead. was gonna say I owe them an apology because remember for the like a couple weeks yeah, going into the season, I'm like, why don't they just trade? Uh, I'm sorry, I would forget his name. Who's off to a hot start? Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. I'm like, just get rid of him. You're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Well, whoops, change right. apology. <laughs> Professional apology from Rich Chen. He's come out hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like the, the reason we're not trading him is because he's really good. And hey, you can't devalue the fact that Andrew McCutcheon is in that locker room. I think. Dude, I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I think McCutcheon being back is just so big because, I mean, and for him too, man, to be back. I know when I got traded from the Reds, you're always trying to find that comfort zone still. Like, you know, you're in a place so long. It's like, you go to the Tigers, you go to the Pirates, you go to the Tigers, you go to the Red, Red Sox. You love it there. It's awesome. But you're you're never as comfortable as you were for eight years in Cincinnati. And McCutcheon, all those years, he came up growing up with the Pirates. Like, I feel like when you see him in a – there's a certain confidence about McCutcheon now when you look at him, you're like, oh, man, he's so comfortable being back here in Pittsburgh. And all the guys in that clubhouse just look over and go, oh, my God, we got Kutch here. That's a huge confidence boost for everybody. Can I add something to that? Just as a human being, like I'm yeah. sure because he's a great guy and I know he has, I don't have the, 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 the specifics in front of me, but you go and when you start making money and you start doing stuff like that, what do you do? You, you do it. You got the miracle league. You start going in. How can I give back to my community? How can I give back to your community? And I'm sure there's gotta be a little bit of like angst saying, I'm not going to leave you people in this community, even though my my team traded me or if I'm going somewhere else. But now you get back into that environment where you can see some of the kids that you helped when they were kids who are adults bringing their kids to the ballpark. That's probably a great thing that nobody really talks about, I, w- I would assume. Well, I think, it, I think it's really a big thing. And also, Kutch lives in Pittsburgh. So even when he was, you know, with the Phillies and, and, and the Brewers, and he lived in Pittsburgh. His mm. wife's from Pittsburgh. Um, so he was raising his kids here. So now not only is, is that, but he's home. And I think that's a big point change. He's always been a part of the community, always done a ton of, uh, you know, philanthropical stuff in the community and with his foundation and all the things that he does and shows up for different programs. So I think that's a big deal being back here in Pittsburgh, not only for him as a player, but for him as a human being, yeah. he can have such an impact in the in the uh for so many youth and yeah. in the inner city and all that i love it all right uh one other guy we got to talk about and this is like you got a couple layers to this adley rushman's walk off last night you have a good perspective on that yeah man well adley rushman is a really good player i think you know i think this is his first full season coming out the gates opening day you know i think you know he pl- played last year obviously got most of the season but i'm saying talking about opening day on you know we're seeing out the gates He's gotten off to a hot start, five for five opening day, a couple has a couple other big hits. But you know, when I look at Rushman, you know, I think the one thing I love about baseball is like it's a hard sport. 
it's a game of failure. Like failure's coming for you every day, right? And as a big leaguer, you got to make sure that failure is information. Because at the end of the day, change when you when you look at big leaguers and minor leaguers, right? I, I got a, a, a I got I, I found my 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 Cooperstown um, letter the other day. Incredible letter, dude. Uh, Jeff Idelson helped me out. Thanks, Jeff, getting it back. And you know, I, I I got it printed up. It was incredible. And in one of the the second paragraph, it says, "Congratulations on you know being on the ballot for the Hall of Fame for the ballot Hall of Fame." And then it says, um, "The reason this is such a big deal is because to be on the ballot, you have to have ten plus. You have to be ten years or plus. You have to have numbers worthy of it." And then they went into these other stats, and I thought it was incredible. They said only 5% of professional players ever make, ever make it to the big leagues. 5%, right? So that means 95% of guys that have been drafted don't make it, okay? So 5% make it. Of those 5%, 17% played 10 years or more. Isn't that incredible? And then of all those guys, 1% of, of 19,000 people that have played the game are in Cooperstown, right? So... So this is my point. My point is when I see Adley Rushman, I see what he's doing, and I think about what it takes to be a big leaguer and know that failure is information, know that you know, you're going to get knocked down sometimes, but you have to continue to be your best advocate. The me versus me game in life. What am I doing today to make sure that I'm my, I talk to myself in the right way? He's 0 for 4 yesterday, right? Comes up 7-7 seven, seven game late. What does he do? Hits a walk-off home run to win it. Right. So he's not up there thinking on that fifth at bat. Oh man, I've had such a bad day today. I'm really bummed out. I'm over four. He's thinking, what's my process look like? Who's on the mound? I got to still play offense, not defense. I got to make sure that I'm, a, I'm, I'm making adjustments throughout the game. I'm going to attack the fastball and make sure I'm trying to drive something, not out of the park, but I'm trying to drive something, get on base, make something happen. <clears throat> and so, bam, you see Adley Rushman have that big walk off homer. And then putting this whole thing together with the letter from Cooperstown and Adley Rushman and what it takes to be a big leaguer. You know what it takes? It takes consistency. It takes consistency day in and day out to make sure that you're showing up as the best version of yourself and that you are glaringly better than the 95% of guys that haven't made it and that you continue to get better, right? Because, because if you don't, if you don't continue to grow, you will be left behind. This is the big leagues. And I think about that's the big leagues of life too. Like, what are we doing as men to continue to grow, to make sure that we're becoming better versions of ourselves every single day in the me versus me game, right? To be the to be that best version. And I just love that. So when I see baseball, it mirrors life, dude. You, well, How are you being glaringly better every single day to be the best version? And if you're in the big leagues, dude, and if you're not doing that, guess what, man? That's why 17% of the 5% play 10 years or more because they're finding a way to reinvent themselves every single day. I love that. That's phenomenal. I'll even I'll even take it I'll even take it to a, a relatable level from from little league kids to high school kids to even college kids before you even get to that level. Like, think about this case, and I, I have this in my head right now. You could be zero for three with three strikeouts, and you're fourth at bat. You're in seventh grade, and you just struck out three times. My fourth at bat's coming up. Okay, let me just concentrate. Let me focus. Don't give it away. Don't give away in a bat. Just don't give it away. Even if you just get you get a single, like a nice little line drive up the middle. And your team just won four to one. It meant nothing. Game ends, whatever. I remember clear as day. You go home that night 
into the next day or into the next time you're going to play, what's what's going through your head? It's, oh, that felt good. That felt really good to get that hit. And you're not thinking as much about those those three failures you had before. You're, you're, you're building on a momentum of working very hard to say, hold on, I got to concentrate. I got to bear down. I can't give up this game. Maybe I lost those three up-bats, but let me not give up on this game. And that, that little mini fight, four, five, six-pitch fight, can carry you to the next day or the next week that you play play the game. I, I believe Dude, I that. Love, for, I call for, those salvage. Those are salvage days. The 0 for 4, you get a knock, 1 for He's salvage. 0 for 3, you get, a, you get a walk. You know what I mean? Boom. 0 for 4, you get a hit. 1 for 5. Salvage days, man. And, and you got to have those over the course of 162. Listen, I think, Chinch, you said it best, and I think that's why, the, you know, four, five, six pitches. That's why every pitch is so important in baseball. Because if you're not honed in for the pitch, so especially at the big league level, bro, you might get one pitch to hit at the big league level. Now, and now I've watched it. In high school, you're going to get three. College, you're probably getting two to three. You know, late, the four or five stars in the big leagues, you're getting two, right? Now, if I'm not ready as far as my breath and – you know, foot on the gas. Yes, yes, yes. I'm hunting the fastball till my eyes tell me no. I'm looking to drive something up the middle. If my process isn't tight every single pitch, and I mean tight, dude. I don't mean like one of those things is off, right? What? If it's not tight and I get the pitch, the one pitch to hit, and I don't hit it, well, guess what? Now I'm wasting a bat. If I do that four times in a game, or if I do that over the course of a week, I'm wasting 20, 30, 40 at bats, and now I'm wasting games. That's where you get in trouble in this mm. game, dude. And that's where that's where the, the savage part of you has to come out and says, I don't waste a pitch. My process is so good. I don't waste a pitch, and that's why I'm one of the best in the business. Hey, man, we all need to think that about us, about life, but and about baseball. You want to be one of the best in the business? Don't waste a moment. I love it. Don't waste a pitch. I love Make it. Make sure you're... Make sure your days look exactly how you want them to do it. Because I always say this, Chinch, you either create your life or the world creates it for you. I'm going to create my own life. If I got my day ready to go, now things are going to happen and, you know, storms are going to come. But I tell you what, I'll be ready for them. I love it. I love right? it. It's like Crash Davis. Remember in Bull Durham, he goes to the plate and he's got Annie in his head and he's like, what am I doing? Get her out of your head. I got a bat right here. Same yeah, concept. What's up with the girl? What, get, the, get the girl out of my head. Wait, time out. Time out. Time out. Time, yeah, that's what you gotta do. All day long, we gotta. You gotta call time out on your head. Time, time. Great point. Ah, hey, great motivation heading into the weekend, man. I love this. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better there. All right, bro. Awesome, man. Got big plans. Love love you tons, bro. Love you too. I don't have big plans. Jake's playing against Akron this weekend. I'm trying to get up there. Jillian's got some volleyball stuff. I'm sure Carly's doing some. So yeah, just playing dad, brother. Nice. Ready for it. All right, enjoy. What are you doing? What are are you getting in the pool? Is the pool ready? It's open. I just got to throw a couple extra bags of salt in there, and hopefully by this weekend we're hopping in and taking a dip or two. <laughs> a couple bags, a couple bags of salt. <laughs> you sound like your cousin. You sound like your cousin right there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> Drinking a couple crispers. A couple crispers. <laughs> the kid with the kid. With couple the crispers kid. with the kid. <laughs> Nice. All right, bro. Enjoy your weekend. We All right, brother. Love you, man. Hey, everyone out there listening, thanks so much. Have an unbelievable weekend. We'll see you guys Monday, and thanks for listening. See you, brother.